0: Welcome to the Sun-Dried Tomatoes podcast. I'm your host and creator, Anthony Yotso. If you're watching on YouTube, you could also find the audio-only version of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please follow, download, and subscribe where applicable. For those listening to the audio version, of course, I also have a video version on the Sun-Dried Tomatoes YouTube channel, so you can go subscribe there as well. And also check out some other shows that will feature sports, brewing, food, and music, uh, including a show, Random Reactions, uh, some other videos on the NFL draft, European football, or soccer in the U.S., uh, and a few uh, newer series, Legends of the Diamond, where I talk about some of the greatest ball players of all time that weren't allowed to play in the major leagues from the late 1800s to early mid-1900s, Brewing the Facts, where I show you the process of home homebrewing my raspberry jalapeno wheat ale and talk about some interesting brewing facts such as brewing in medieval times and the origins of beer pong i also have a new fantasy football show with a little bit of a twist that comes out every thursday until the end of the fantasy football season the quest for the green bowl the shadows of chaos learn how the league is fearing this season and check out my epic sci-fi post-apocalyptic theme where we have all been transported into the future to win an ancient relic our trophy in order to save the world from chaotic living shadows uh, you can also follow me on instagram at eclectic underscore that's ec that's e-c-l-e-c-t-i-c underscore i-o-z-z-o i'll have updates teasers and short videos to go along with all my youtube content including weekly updates for my fantasy football league for those interested plus you might be able to get to know me better Today, I am joined by Matt Merrick in a special episode about uh, a little bit about town baseball here, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. I uh, hope everything's going well for you today, Matt.
1: Yeah, I know. Going, going well. I tell you what, I uh, um, I need to get some of that raspberry jalapeno wheat ale. That uh, that sounds pretty good. So I'll, have yeah. to, I'll have to of that at some point, but... Um, but yeah, no, other than that, things things going great. Uh we're about uh five or six weeks out from the end of end of the town ball season. Um kind of you know, just getting back to uh, you know real life, you know, spending more time with the family, you know, back, you know, I'm you know, like I like I mentioned, uh I'm I'm being more productive at work these days and uh <laughs> you know kind of the same with the rest the rest of the team. You know, they're uh, you know back at school, back at work, spend more time with the families. Um Kind of just uh you know kind of back back in the groove of uh real life, so to speak, so
0: yeah, and actually we could get to talk about that even more later because that's one of the things I'm always fascinated uh you know with town baseball. Uh, Because of that, uh, that kind of old school factor where, you know, back in the day, guys didn't get paid millions of dollars, even in the majors, they had to have jobs, you know, (laughs) they had to be dry cleaners in the offseason or things like that. So that's, I think that's kind of the raw form of the game, but we could talk about that a little bit later. I do want to tell everyone a little bit about Matt here, Um, you know, for those that don't know, he graduated from uh, East Grand Forks High School in Minnesota in 2002, was an honor student, earned five letters in baseball, uh, named to the all-conference team all five seasons. Uh, was also a 2002 subsection player of the year he also played basketball and football in high school Uh, was a all-conference player in 2001 in football and all-conference player in 0102 in basketball so he's a three-sport athlete there he went to uh njcaa division II iowa central in 2003 and 2004 Uh, was named second team all region as a freshman playing baseball uh also helped uh Iowa Central takes second in the NJCAA Division II World Series. In 2004, he was named National Defensive Player of the Year and was once again second team All-Region. Of course, this is as a catcher. In 2005 and 2006, he went to NCAA Division I Campbell University, played 31 games for Campbell in 05, started 26 of them as a catcher, six multi-hit games, three multi-RBI games, uh, including games against UNC Wilmington, Stetson, and Appalachian State uh those obviously highlighted his freshman season where he was named to the atlantic sun conference all academic team uh some good statistics uh 24 for 89 11 rbi seven runs scored in 06 he was uh, 20 for 99 10 rbis and eight runs scored uh 151 put outs 20 assists no errors also threw out 10 of 35 base stealers and of course matt is now the Manager slash catcher for the Champlin Logators, which play in Class B in the Metro Mini League in um, the Minnesota Baseball Association. Champlin, which is a city north of the Twin Cities, plays um, their home games at Noble Sports Park in Brooklyn Park, uh, which is right on the border of Champlin and Brooklyn Park. Matt has been uh, with the team for 11 seasons now, I believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It was started uh, back in 06, but the club is on the upswing here lately. Six straight Class B state amateur appearances, a recent third place overall finish at state this past year. Uh, so, you know, obviously on the upswing, the Logators play out of the Metro Mini League. Like I said, uh, other neighboring towns for those that maybe don't know the area, Blaine, Forest Lake, Cocoon Rapids have teams, uh, St. Michael, Anoka, Andover, and Centennial. Uh, Matt is also the secretary treasurer of the Metro Mini League. Um which uh, runs all these teams. Uh, so, you know, just obviously that's a rundown of, uh, of the things that he's done and how much he's been in baseball. So, uh, so Matt, the first thing I do want to talk about is, uh, you know, what made you get into playing town ball after college? You know, what made you want to keep playing the sports? Um, and did you, did you know about town ball before you joined a team or was it something that just came about?
1: Yeah, it's more, it was more along the lines of kind of just came about. So I started playing uh town baseball in 2006 with my hometown team in East Grand Forks. And, um, I had just gotten, I just finished up at Campbell my senior year. Um, I was planning on going to grad school at St. Cloud state. And, um, I was just going to be home, you know, at least for that summer, you know, I really didn't have any plans beyond that summer. And, um, a lot of the guys that I grew up playing with, you know, since from the time I was, you know, seven, eight years old, they were playing for our town team in East Grand Forks. And, you know, I, 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 I love the game so much, you know, I just, I wasn't ready to stop playing. So, you know, what better way to, you know, kind of wrap up, you know, my career, so to speak, you know, at the time what I thought, you know, playing with, you know, some of the guys that, you know, I grew up in a no my whole life, um, you know, East Grand Forks, you know, being in the Northwest part of the state, um, there's not, um, there's not like a, a very, um, there's not a whole lot of town ball teams up there. And it's not like um, town ball in the Northwest part of the state, you know, basically North of, I'd say Alexandria, you know, Fergus falls, it's kind of a different world town ball wise. So basically that, you know, what I knew was, you know, my, my friends were playing. Um, I still wanted to play and, um, it kind of just came to fruition that, you know, I, 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 played, you know, that summer, you know, and you you know, it was probably the funnest I'd had playing baseball, you know, in, you know, in a while, you know, I, I played division one baseball, you know, I played at a very high level, but there's, there's something about playing with you know, your best friends and the guys you grew up playing with. Um, that's, you know, that's just really special. Um, so I kind of got started in town ball in 2006. Um, I ended up playing, uh, 2006, seven and eight for East grand forks while I was in grad school. And, um, I really got, um, I got my first taste of uh, what town ball is in Minnesota in 2007. Uh, we have, we made it, uh, we call we qualified for the state C tournament, um, ironically in Hamburg, um, that year. Um, we got to play uh, a Winstead team that ended up finishing fourth um, in that year's state tournament in the first round, losing an in extra innings. Um, and what that first round state tournament game really opened up my eyes to what town ball could be. Um, if you're familiar with the, uh, you know, the, the Mid- twin cities area, you know, even the areas kind of just West of the cities. Winstead is about 10 minutes away from Hamburg. So we were playing Winstead in Hamburg. Essentially it was a home game for Winstead. There was probably about, I would say 800 or 900 people at that game. And wow. it was just an unreal atmosphere. And it was something I never, never conceived could be possible in town ball. Um, so that kind of gave me a, a taste of what it was a big taste earlier, you know, earlier that summer too, we, uh, we found our way into the Nimrod tournament, which is one of the uh, more notorious tournaments in town ball. Um, it's kind of a party disguised as a baseball tournament, <laughs> essentially. So I have a family half hour away from from Nimrod. So we ended up going to that tournament and uh, seeing some new teams and kind of, you know, experiencing the, you know, the off-the-field mm-hmm. <laughs> the off the camaraderie and uh, experiences as a pound ball in, in that tournament. So that 2007 year really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, what talent ball was about in Minnesota, um, you know, and then obviously the next year, 2008, um, we lost in the region tournament, but I was lucky enough to you know, be drafted by Ada as a catcher back then. You, catchers could get drafted too um, okay. in the class C tournament. So I ended, up, I ended up playing in the 2008 state tournament with Ada um, and actually faced uh, Forest Lake in the first round game that year ended up facing, um, one of my now teammates on Champlain, Ryan Bruns. He was a oh. draftee for Forest Lake for that state tournament. Yeah. And we, me and Bruns had actually played together with, uh, uh the St. Cloud River Bats in the Northwoods league as well. Um, so, I mean, the, really the combination of, you know, kind of that 2007 and 2008 seasons really, you know, kind of opened my eyes to town ball. And, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, un- <laughs> unfortunately after that, um, I, uh, I moved, uh, you know, after I was done with grad school uh, in the summer of 2009, I took an internship in the Northwoods league on the marketing side with the Mankato team. And then uh, the 2009, 10 school year, I moved to uh, Omaha Uh, worked at Creighton university. And then I actually, I didn't play talent ball from the summers of 2009 to 2011. So I moved back to um, the twin cities area with my, with, by right now, wife. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, the 2007 8 with East Grand Forks um, kind of set the stage for, I guess, where I'm at right now in terms of, uh, you know, town ball and still being a part of it.
0: Yeah, that is interesting when you talked about, you know, sort of getting into the town ball experience, maybe didn't know a lot about it. Um, I always find that interesting because going back through history, uh, you know, those kind of small town teams were huge in the United States. I actually always compare them to how a European soccer is. So how there's a soccer team in every, you know, town and, uh, they have leagues and everything set up obviously for soccer and it's big there, but baseball used to be like that scouts would come to these games. You know, I, uh, you know, I cover the home talent league in Wisconsin for a long time when I worked there and, uh, you know, it. it stuff goes all the way back to the 1920s. I, I helped, uh, you know, do a book, uh, with the Middleton team, uh, cause they wanted to do like a historical book. So I looked up a lot of historical like records and things like that. I found old letters from scouts from the Cincinnati Reds, like scouting guys in the thirties. Like, it's just, I always find that amazing how big it was. And then there was kind of a weird die off in the seventies, eighties. And, There's not a lot of information on why that happened. I don't know if it's because the NFL started to get big and football started to get big or if, uh, you know, maybe the minor leagues became a little bit bigger. So it took away some of the smaller town, you know, people going to games because I mean, in the twenties and thirties and before television too, uh, you know, you get like thousands of people at some of these games and some of these places, which is pretty amazing. Uh, But, uh, you know, I always find that amazing because I also have friends who play baseball, and haven't been into it or they played and then went to college and decided to, you know, focus on academics instead of playing. And I tell them about town ball and they're like, wait, really? That's, that's a thing, you know, and then they go look it up. And I tell them like, yeah, look up where you are. See if there's a team. Cause they, you know, they still want to play. They just didn't want to play like at the college level because they wanted to focus on academics and everything. But I mean, I mean, was that kind of something too, like when you just kind of discovered it, you know, was it just some friends saying like, Hey, we got a team in East Grand Forks. You want to join, you know, was it something like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, Yeah. That's kind of how, it was. I mean, I was aware of the team before I probably a year or two before I joined, like I said, okay. you know, I was playing during when I was playing, I was playing in the Northwoods league.
0: Yeah. That makes and sense. I, yeah.
1: you know, I still kept in contact with my yeah. my buddy so I knew there was a team and you know I, 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 in the back of my head I'm like you know, if, if I'm ever back in the summer I'm definitely in I'm definitely playing you know that yeah. sort of thing yeah it was more so like I said it's more so my buddies had a team and I didn't know you know I knew they played you know the teams in our, you know that part of the state Ada, World, Rozo uh, Crookston, you know Bemidji you know obviously like I said not a ton of teams those are pretty much the teams we played yeah. Morehead, you know, Morehead Brewers, um, that sort of thing. So, you know, we only played six or seven different teams a year just because, you know, it's still like that up there too, is there's just not the amount of teams. So you don't, you know, you, you just don't get the exposure to it. And like I said, if you want to go, you know, beyond that, I mean, Fergus falls is, you know, a very, very good C team historically, you know, and we, we played them in Legion ball in like our region, but you know, it's, that's an hour, forty-five minute drive away from East Forks. so we never wow. played them for town ball. Because I mean, that's that. Uh, I mean, that's that's a good track. I mean, even you know, and you know, with Warroad and Rose, I mean, those are two-hour drives. So I mean, you're driving a lot to play baseball. You I mean you really got to love the game and love the guys you're around to do it. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, back to you know, it's basically you know, I got I just knew they were playing, and it was all my buddies from high school, and you know, I and my love for the game never, you know, really wavered. And, you know, my love for those guys is, you know, as, you know never wavered. And, you know, it, it's just, it was just a no brainer when I was back in the summers to be a part of it. So,
0: yeah, for sure. But, all right. So also now going on to, you know, you ended up joining uh Champlin later, obviously. So, you know, what, uh, what went into that uh, and, and, you know, you're obviously getting acclimated into a different league where, as you said before, maybe not so many games, East Grand Forest, not so many teams you can play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot more teams in the metro area, um, and a lot more opportunities for games. And a lot of these towns are very close, so you can play a lot of teams. You know, um, yeah. so I mean, th- that had to be a different. You had to get acclimated into that, um, and you know, uh-huh. obviously, there's different challenges going on. So, I mean, wh- how did you know about Champlin and who got you into that team? And you know, what what were those challenges uh, to join that team?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the guy, the guy that got me on into the team um, is a guy by the name of Ryan Kilpatrick. Um, I actually worked with him at the, you know, me and my wife were trying to move back to the Twin Cities area after I had, you know, been in Omaha. And I got a job at the uh, um, uh, Minnesota School Business and ryan was uh one of my co-workers there you know basically within the first you know week you know of knowing each other you know i mentioned i play baseball he said oh i got this town team you know and this is 2000 fall of 2010 um however with the way the the roster rules work in minnesota um if you want to play in class b or class c baseball you have to live uh basically outside of the four ninety-four, six ninety-four loop. Okay. Um at that time I was just inside, you know, just inside the loop living in Plymouth. Um at that time. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't play on the team that particular I mean, I probably could have done some um uh some uh paperwork gymnastics so to speak to make it happen. Okay. But you know, I hadn't played in, you know, three, you know, a couple of years at that point. And um I, you know, I wasn't 100% sure that I wanted, quite wanted to do it, you know, and I, I'd inquired with other teams and then kind of, you know, you know, just didn't, didn't kind of pull it, didn't pull the trigger on it. Um, And, you know, part of it was kind of, you know, um, being, you know, being, worrying about not playing for a couple of years and then jumping back, you know, into, you know, class B, you know, essentially class B and class A baseball. Um, which is, was probably kind of a stupid thought um, on my part, looking back at it, just, you know, you know, I played division one baseball. I mean, there's no reason I shouldn't have been able to do it, but for whatever reason I was kind of worried about it a little bit. Um, so a couple you know, about a year and a half later, me and my wife bought a house just literally about two blocks outside, outside the loop in Brooklyn center. And uh, I, just talking to Ryan, I'm like, yeah, I think, I um, think I'm ready to, you know, think I'm ready to do it again. And, uh, yeah, 2012 was, um, my first year with the team. Um, I kind of played, I'd say about half the games that year. And then the next couple of years, you know, I was pretty much there, you know, day in, day out, you know, playing wise, that sort of thing. So, I Mm -hmm. mean, Ryan really got me into it. Um, he, he's a great dude. You know, he was, you know, he's still, you know, we still talk every now and again, he stops out to some games, but. Um, Ryan's the, Ryan's the one that got me into it and, you know, it's, uh, looking back on it, I'm glad he was as persistent as he was, you know, over the course of about two years to kind of get me, uh, kind of get me back in the game. So,
0: yeah, for sure. When, you know, obviously you're, you're taking on managerial type duties now. So when did you, uh, kind of t- take over that? Uh, when did you decide to get more involved with maybe recruiting and, you know, handling that side of the job as well?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't officially, uh, the man, I guess the manager until, um, I think it was 2016. You know, I, I officially kind of took over as manager, uh, that year. Um, I actually had shoulder surgery in the spring of 2016. So I was out that whole year. Okay. Um, so that's kind of when I officially took it over. Um, I had done, you know, I'd done a little help with, a little bit of help on the scheduling side and, you know, trying, you know, trying to do a little bit of recruiting, not much um before that, but, you know, 2016 was really my, um, my first year kind of handling a lot of the duties. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, Wayne Hoyer, um Jeff Hoyer's dad, it's kind of me and him 2016, but 17 is when, you know, I kind of, you know, I guess 100% took it over. I was doing a lot of it in 2016, but yeah. 2017, I was kind of full, you know, full at that point. Um, yeah, that's, you know, it was one of those, you know, it's kind of one of those things that uh, it's a pretty, it's a, it's kind of a thankless job. Um, but, you know, it's, it's vitally important to the success of a town ball team, you know, to have a good, you know, good committed manager, you know, kind of running things and just allowing guys to, you know, play and not, not worry, you know, try not to worry too much about, you know, all the ancillary stuff, you know, that goes into running a team. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a pretty good run so far. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know. And kind of one of the reasons I kind of took it on, too, is, you know, after I left East Grand Forks uh, 2000, um, so 2008 was my last season, they played one more year in 2009, and then, you know, they folded. You know, it was basically me and another guy running, kind of running that team kind of hand in hand as well. You know, and then I left and then the next year he took a teaching job at Bitmark and his, um, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, if I said to myself, if I was ever in that situation again, that I've, I i would not let that happen again, you know? And, you know, obviously the first time around with East Grand Forks, I mean, there's nothing I could really do about it, you know, being, you know, in Omaha and then, you know, kind of being, you know, moving to the cities. Um, it was just, it was, it was kind of sad to see. Um, that team, you know, my East Grand Forks. There's been a couple iterations since, but yeah. seeing my team fold, kind of, you know, it. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, it, it bugged me a little bit. I understood why, but you know, like I said, uh, I kind of made a point if I ever got in that situation, you know, that I wouldn't let it happen again. So, I mean, you know, the, the those guys meant, you know, too much to me, and you know, the guys on this team mean a lot to, you know, a lot to me too. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I'll do, you know, I'm like, I said, I'm i just, I won't let it happen again. So that was kind of a big reason for, you know, kind of taking the reins too. It's just, I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see, you know, I didn't want to see it go away. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. Uh, obviously that's one of the challenges of, of, of a lot of town ball teams is, uh, you know, things happen and, and it, because people have lives and, you know, it's not like you're, only playing baseball so it's like a whole it's a whole thing trying to get everybody together and i'm sure you know if if a team has a tough year sometimes that's tough as well um but uh yeah i mean i've seen it happen in in wisconsin in the hometown league where a team folded and then it would come back later uh or or another team would fold and then never come back you know um and and it, it, it the people in the town would always talk about how tough that was too. Cause they enjoyed playing, and, you know, seeing it in their town. Like it like gave them an identity almost for some of those towns, you know, a lot of those towns were literally just like a baseball field in a, in a cornfield. So it's like, you know, it was, and the, the field's still there, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to think. Uh, uh, I think a lot of people don't see that kind of part of it too, that, that there's a, there's a big challenge in making sure that the team stays around Uh, and you know can everybody stays together kind of and like you said that the manager plays a big role in that so uh, you took over as manager um and like you said you were kind of recovering from surgery so obviously you can kind of take on all the duties since you weren't going to play anyway that year uh what was was it a little different when you could play and, and now you're managing and playing or you know did it not really matter that much
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different sort of, I mean, right away, it was a diff, it was challenging, you know, it's, um, it's sometimes, you know, sometimes it's easier to see some things from the bench, um, uh, than it is when you're on the field. Obviously when you're on the field playing, you're pretty wrapped up in the game, especially as a catcher too. Like as a catcher, I'm in Everybody that follows baseball knows, I mean, on every single pitch, you know, it's not like I'm sitting in, you know, right field or center field and can kind of take a step back and kind of look at the whole picture um, of what's going on and kind of, you know, really think about, you know, from a managerial standpoint, thinking about the roster, who I have on the bench, who's coming up, you know, who's pitching for them, who may be pitching for them. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. That's the challenge. Just the whole, the whole chess match of of the game's a little bit more difficult when you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've kind of finally gotten the hang of it a little, you know, a little <laughs> bit better. But I mean, those yeah. first two years, you know, I had, I definitely had a few guys, you know, help me out, you know, with that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, that would be there, be on the bench you know, mention things to me that you know I had kind of forgot about or you know hadn't seen or it's you know I mean there's multiple times where you know I you know I I would wanted, to, you know I was talking about taking out a guy that I had already taken out and re-entered so then he'd be you know st- little stuff like that that you kind yeah. of forget about because you don't have the book you don't have the lineup card in front of you so you know guys like um you know Ryan Utis and Nick Larson and um Zach neighbor and Wayne Hoyer, you know they were, you know they've, you know those first couple years, and even to this day, you know they've been, you know, you know incredibly helpful, especially you know when I'm on the field plane, you know it's it's a it's a different animal, you know when when you're playing, and you know it's yeah, I mean it took me it took me a few years to you know really you know get it down and i i mean not to say that i have it down now but you know, i feel a little more comfortable doing it now than i did you know five years ago
0: so. yeah yeah and i could definitely i could definitely see that too because uh there's a lot you know to the casual fan maybe they don't see it but anyone that watches a lot of baseball obviously knows there's a lot going on to the game um you know pre-pitch post-pitch you know mm-hmm. And as a catcher, obviously, you're also trying to get your infield, you know, where they want to be and and, and those types of things. And, you know, maybe talk to your pitcher about, uh, you know, how to approach the batter that's coming up, things like that, which is kind of managerial in and of itself. But then there's all the other little things that you have to worry about. and That's a lot of stuff to be on someone's plate, obviously, (laughs) you know.
1: Yeah. You know, funny, you know, as a catcher, too, you know, as a catcher, you know, I have to remember that you know, I have to send somebody else for the, out for the pregame meeting and like designate them as manager. Because (laughs) if I, if I don't do that and I pregame meeting as the manager, and then I'm catching that day and I try to go out to the mound there, that counts as a mound visit. Right. And if I do it twice, I got to take the picture out. So, you know, there's, you know, technically I designate a manager, you know, when I'm playing, so I don't get banged for that sort of thing.
0: That makes sense. But
1: um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's another aspect of being a player manager that, you know, people wouldn't think about, you know, and you look, you know, it's kind of funny. You look at some of our, a couple of our state tournament games, especially I'd say, especially the last one against Meesville, the way we kind of, we, I mean, we threw the kitchen sink at him. We emptied out just about everybody we had in that game. And, yeah. you know, if I'm playing, if I, obviously I didn't play that game, if I'm playing in that game, you know, starting in that game, you know, it's maybe I don't think to make some of those moves at the time that you know I do make. You know, yeah. obviously we lost, so you know I didn't make all the right moves. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know you're so caught up, you're so caught up in the game and performing to the best of your ability. You you don't think about a lot of you know some logistical stuff. You know, the in-game strategy that you know might be easier to see from, you know, sitting, you know, sitting on the bench and, you know, watching, watching from the
0: side. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously you talked about the, you know, the class B state game against Measville. And I do want to talk about that. We've talked about it, uh, you know, interviewing you uh, for the sun post, but, uh, you know, it must've been, you know, it must be pretty awesome obviously to see the success that you guys have had the past few seasons, um, you know, with uh, when you started at Champlin, you kind of had this like, building process to get to this point to be competitive every year um and uh you know you you came close obviously to, to winning a title taking third um and with the roster that you have i, I we i mean i'm guessing you're thinking the same thing probably not the last chance that you're going to have a shot here especially you know how close you were against Meeseville and how close you were against uh, you know chan has and so you know when you when you look back to when you joined seeing what you helped build here in the last couple of years so with your with your other fellow veterans that have been there as well um you know just to, what's that mean to you to to be able to 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 get this done is that go into you know being a part of a town ball team you're, you know you're part of this champlain team uh you got this identity and then you kind of build to this and and now you can have some sustained success here and be you know kind of put Champlin on the map
1: yeah, i mean it's really um um, it's really, uh, I guess on a personal level, it's, it's gratifying and it's really, um, it's, uh, um, I guess it's a a small reward for kind of all the work that we've put in to make the team what it is, you know, from an on, on the field standpoint and off the field standpoint, I mean, 2000, um, Oh, what was it? So 2012, we were a below average team Uh, 2013. I think we were below 500, but we made a really good run in the playoffs and made it to super sections, which is kind of the equivalent of the first round of the state tournament. Now they kind of divided back in super section days, they took four pods of four, and then they took the top two out of each of those pods or whatever. So we ended up making a super section. 2013 we didn't have a very good record i mean we weren't the greatest team we kind of just got hot at the right time and playing we ended up playing really good ball down at super sections too okay um so 2000 uh off season, <laughs> off season 2013 i won't i won't go into the details but offseason of 2013 we almost got kicked out of the league and if oh. we <laughs> so okay. and i won't go into details but um if we would have got kicked out of the league, this team would not would not exist as it, at all, probably. Um, so the, the there was a league vote. It was actually we got a vote in the process and the vote came out to a tie. So we got put on probation and that kind of that kind of woke us up a little bit. So 2014, we actually had a very good year, 20. And I think we had 20 wins, 26 or something like that. And you know we just kind of fell flat on our faces in the playoffs, and then 2015 just not a good year. And at that time, you know, we need we need we knew we need to make some changes um, roster wise, and
0: yeah.
1: um, that's kind of when we started to bring in some of the young guys. Um, you know, 2016 obviously we make our first state tournament. You know, we kind of get humbled by Moorhead. Um, we progressively got more competitive from there. But yeah, I mean this year finishing in third and really being right on the doorstep of the state state championship game is, um, uh, really is just, you know, uh, culmination of the work of the last six, seven, eight years, not only by myself, but guys like Nick Larson, who started Nick Larson, Ryan, you, who have been here since the beginning, you know, Ryan Bruns, who's been here since 2007. And, you know, you know, a lot of the other guys that have been around for seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 years even. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we think we got a shot we're right there and you know hopefully you know um i like you said i think we'll have a shot you know whether it be next year two years three years you know with the roster we have we feel pretty good about you know where we're at
0: so and it, you know and talking about uh just uh the grind to that uh, town baseball has because i you know i do want to get to that it, obviously like you said before you have to enjoy the game playing up in the northwest when you have to drive all those times. It must be important for you to continue to want to play, um, you know, because it is kind of a grind when you have jobs and and, and school for some kids, you know, some of the players. And, uh, you know, there's all this outside stuff that goes on, you know, outside the game. Um, and, and I mean, you play a lot of games uh, for, for your amateur baseball season. I mean, you played, uh, you know, what, over 45 this year, something like that. Uh, you know, the, I, I, the, the Sunday league in Wisconsin for their home talent league, they play every Sunday and then they'll have their playoffs and everything. By the end of it, they play like a 25 game season, but then they'll have Thursday games too. But they tend to bring in younger kids, and maybe not have the regular roster for those. They, they, That's like a Thursday that they do. So altogether, when you add it all up, they play about 35 games too. It, I mean, but it is, you're playing every week for a long time and uh, you might play, you know, class B amateur baseball, you're playing like three, four times a week. Sometimes when you have rainouts and things like that, uh, you know, obviously there's that grind. So baseball must be very important to you to be able to do that. So I do want to, you know, sort of talk about that, that, you know, what, what does the game, like, what, what about the game do you love? Like what, what, what got you into baseball, what got you going to college uh, to play baseball? And, you know, what keeps you coming back, uh, you know, especially in the town ball atmosphere of, you know, you'll have fans in the state, obviously was, it, it could get pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, it's just yep. every, every pit, it's just like, you know, when you watch playoffs for any major league baseball fans, you watch right. playoffs, every pitch counts. Right. Well, it's like that in town baseball too. So, I mean, just, to, you know, w- what about that is, uh, is important to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, getting into baseball, I mean, just growing up, my dad, um, my dad is a high school coach, basically every sport, um, most notably 20 years of softball, 20 years of basketball. Um, but he played baseball at university of North Dakota, uh, back in the day. Um, my brother, my younger brother also played at the university of North Dakota. also, he also went to Iowa central, same college I went to. Um, and you know, he really fostered a love of the game in me and just, uh, um, just a love of competition you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very competitive person. Um, You know, I really, I really have to harness it in, you know, you know, when I'm on the field, that sort of thing. But, you know, that's kind of where it all started. You know, he was, he was a baseball guy first and foremost. And, you know, he, you know, he was my, you know, number one supporter, number one, you know, number one, uh you know, um instructor, coach, you know, you name it, you know, he was, you know, he really fostered the game and uh, my brother. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it never, it never left and probably never will. Um, but, you know, kind of getting, you know, talking to kind of the the structure of the season, you know, we ended up playing, you know, 50 games this year, which is pretty crazy, you yeah. know, for a town ball team, and, <laughs> you know, regardless. I mean, there's a handful of people will play that, you know, St. Louis Park generally plays a lot of games. Um, Blaine used to play a lot in the past, not as much, so more, not as much these days. Um, I know, uh, Montrose Waverly likes to play a lot of games. Minnetonka will play a lot of games. Um, you know, and that, you know, I, I'll play, um, that kind of comes back to you kind of just the love of the game and not just for myself, but just for the guys on the team guys just want to play ball. And, you know, I've, you know, I talk to the guys all the time, in the offseason. you know, where, where do you want to play? You know, who do you want to play? You know, how many games do you want to play? And you know every time I you know especially the last two years, you know it's yeah, we'll play wherever, whoever, whenever, you know, that sort of thing. So you know, baseball, um I understand with ball you know a lot of us have jobs you know jobs, families, obligations, so it doesn't always make sense to you know play the schedule that we do, but you know we're kind of at the point where you know our veterans, you know either you know don't have kids or. Um, you know, we do, like I said, we do have a lot of, you know, younger you know, college guys just out of college guys that are kind of in that situation, but even a lot of the veterans on the team, you know, it's, it's no kids or they have, you know, wives, girlfriends, significant others that are very supportive of kind of what we do. And that's kind of, you know, that's another one of the little, it's not really a dirty little secret, but, you know, kind of. One of the formulas for, you know, a successful town ball team is, you know, really the support of the significant others, you know, of the players, (laughs) you know, that's, that's really a big part of it. And, you know, the second part of it is, you know, just commitment and just looking over, you know, some of our stats from this year, you know, we had, you know, I think three, there's three guys over, you know, that had over 180 plate appearances on the summer, which is, that's more than you'll get in a college season, you know yeah and it's it i look back on it it's just crazy to me that we played 50 games and because it doesn't feel like it because you know the guys love you know the guys love being around each other they love being at the park and they love competing yeah. and you know for a lot of them kind of, the, obli- <laughs> a lot of the, the obligations of life aren't quite there yet yeah you know for a lot of the guys um <laughs> obviously some of us um they are but you know, like I said, we have, you know, we have the support behind us that um allows us to do it. And um, you know, I'm baseball, um, I mean, baseball in general, it's I mean, it's not meant I don't it's not meant to be a 15, 20 game season, in my opinion. And, you know, we're lucky enough to have um the support and the infrastructure around us to kind of allow us to play a, you know, as traditional of a season, I guess, when it comes to baseball as you can get. So um but yeah i mean like i said i could you know i i i I just love the game and i love the competition and it's um like i said it's one of those things that's been instilled in me since i was four years old and it's you know it's you know it's never gonna it's never gonna leave me you know regardless of how how involved i to what level i'm involved you know it's always it's always gonna be there so
0: yeah, and, and actually talking about uh, sort of the the town ball uh, fan base. Obviously, family is a big is a big part of it, and friends and things like that. But uh, you know, you also sometimes just get people that want to come out and and see a local game, you know, um, you know, ha- you you know have a couple beers at a game, things like that at some some of the stadiums. Um, you know, and again, you're seeing like kind of a fun, raw version of the game. If you enjoy baseball and, you know, it's a good time. So, I mean, uh, from when you started in 06, obviously you're in East grand forks, but, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, what kind of, you you talked about before you saw like 900 people at a game on. So, I mean, when you think about the fan bases of the town baseball in the area and, and, um, in, in all the places that you've played, you know, do you think it's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, do you think it's kind of gone, uh, you know, on and off, like, you know, raising, lowering things like that. Uh, you, know, you think it's on the upswing?
1: Um, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, I was thinking about this when we, when you kind of mentioned kind of the history of town ball, um, you know, kind of, you know, you kind of saw a downswing kind of in the seventies, eighties, maybe even nineties, yeah. A little, I would say, like I said, I didn't get, I didn't get into it until 2006 but um i've been with champlin since 2012 um and from my standpoint i think it's i mean the the town ball game is really it's gaining back popularity and um i think i think definitely think um um last year the pandemic last year kind of helped help that a little bit when there was
0: (laughs) nothing else yeah
1: i think that, that um even before that you know i would say kind of you know, man, 2014, 15, 16, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think with the advent of not really the advent, but, you know, teams really embracing social media, particularly Twitter, when it comes to town ball, I think that helped. I hope, I think that helped gain, you know, a good amount, you know, traction, you know, from a, um, from a statewide level, you know, in terms of, you know, people from one corner of the state being, you know, familiar, you know, you know, it's like a Northwestern team is Northwestern teams are kind of now a little bit more familiar with teams in the cities or, you know, a team from, you know, the Marshall area might be more, might be familiar with like a North star league team in the North, you know, the Northwest, you know, outer burbs in the cities, you know, I think that's really helped to grow the game in terms of awareness and just um, awareness on a statewide level. So I think that's helped a little bit. Um, I think a lot of the other, some of the other promotion you see, like the, the, the Fox, the Fox nine town ball tour, I think that's helped a, a great deal in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, yeah, like I said, social media, you know, the town ball Tuesday guys have always, you know, since they popped up, they've really, you know, I think, um, uh, breathe uh, a breath of fresh air, you know, into the town ball coverage as well um and i mean if you look if you just look at the state tournament i think this is the highest the a the b and C tournament is the i think this year is the highest attended state tournament since like 1958 or something oh, wow. something like that it was just
0: that's amazing um
1: incredible year state tournament attendance but even just i mean we don't i mean we don't have the mo- the biggest following you know it's basically you know family friends you know relatives that sort of thing maybe a few others but even in the last three or four years i've i've gotten random messages on facebook and twitter just asking about when the game is and uh-huh. you know we'll get a handful of you know people like that that will come out to the game which would have been you know just crazy to think about you know 10 years ago um yeah. you know we're not pulling in hundreds of anything like that like the you know like the teams in the crow or um the kroger valley League or the north star league or you know some of those Stearns county league teams but um, I think, uh, I think interest is kind of coming back up. Um, and honestly, I, I'll, I'll speak to our league, you know, in particular, I think the talent has, the talent has gotten just so much better, you know, over the last, you know, few last handful of years, um, you know, you're pretty much regularly seeing a, you know, in a league game, you'll see, I mean, you're going to be seeing pitchers that are kind of that 84 to 87, you know, you might see guys, some guys run it up to, you know, upper eighties on a regular basis, you know, in our league games, it wasn't like that when I started, there might've been one or two teams that had that kind of firepower, but I feel like, you know, most every team in our league kind of has the ability has at least one arm, two arms that can, you know, shut you down on any given day. And it just, it just was not like that, you know, 10 years ago, you know, and, um, I don't, I'm not 100%, not 100%. My theory on that is, you know, there's a lot of college guys that are coming back. They like the idea of playing three or four games a week instead of playing seven games a week in the Northwoods League. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not knocking the Northwoods League because I did it for two summers myself. And it was one, I mean, I've had a lot of great, times and moments and you know experiences in my career. And that was an amazing experience for me because I knew I wasn't going to play professional baseball. So that was kind of my professional baseball. Yeah. yeah. You know, playing the North for few summers. Um and I I've told every single college guy on my team that you know, I'm like, hey, if you want to go do it, you know, go do it. Just to get that experience, you know, um, see what it's like. And, you know, I've I've never, you know, I, I tell everybody, if you get the chance, you should do it in, in some capacity, whether it's a 10 day contract, half season, full season, whatever. Yeah. Just because it's, it's an amazing experience, pretty much night in, night out. Um, I think, you know, I think some, I think a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys on my team have done that. You know, they've taken the 10 day, the 20 day. Um, but there's also a lot of guys that, you know, like playing three or four days a week. They can have a job, you know, a steady job in the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, they can take vacation you know, take a vacation and not uh you know you know lose a roster spot or be chastised or something like that. Yeah. Um with town ball, you can kind of do that, have a little bit of freedom to your summer while still, you know, playing competitive baseball. So I think um that's kind of helped the talent in in my opinion. Um but yeah it's uh um yeah it's it, like I said uh the game's the game's growing it's growing again in my opinion and um you know i hope i hope it keeps i hope it keeps on growing
0: you know so yeah and i do want to you talked about uh obviously the metro mini league and you're you're on the board you've had various roles on the board as well uh you know but uh the one thing i've noticed with the metro mini league is uh the web presence is really good all, all the teams have like their own page pretty much uh and they keep on it so that uh know someone goes on they could check rosters and statistics and results and and see kind of the history of some of the teams as well which obviously helps especially if someone's just looking to get into it or is interested or heard about it or or anything like that but uh you know and then the metro mini league itself has a nice website you can see you know during the playoffs it tells you who's in it and and what's going on and and, you know a lot of the teams will have little small write-ups and things like that i know that you would, uh, you know, you guys do that for Champlain as well. You have a little write-up or something just, you know, to let people know what's going on or what happened in the week. Um, just what's that, you're part of this board. Uh, do you think the kind of uh, organization that's there in the league helps kind of also bring in maybe some some people and some talent and college kids to come in? Maybe they saw it online, they come in. Um, and do you also think that that helps grow the, the you know, town baseball in the area to have that? you know, to have that web presence.
1: I think, I think so. I think there's a lot more. Um, I would say even six years ago when I started kind of running the team, I think more, more kids are aware at a younger age of, you know, town ball. And they're aware of, you know, the teams that are in our league, especially in kind of the, the Northwest suburban conference, you know, area of the Metro. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's kids I know there's kids that are freshmen sophomores in high school that are becoming aware um aware that this is an option you know e- either during high school after high school um during college after college. I think they're getting aware more they're they're becoming more aware earlier than I think they were yeah. um and- I, a large part of that goes um um uh, I'll give credit to you know our the league website presence. Uh, which is our league website's maintained by Adam Gallatin. He's the manager of Forest Lake. He also is the section commissioner. Okay. Um, for you know our Class B section league website but you know i got a tip of the hat to you know every other team in our league that does a good job of you know keeping stats updated you know making sure you know kind of news gets disseminated you know in a timely fashion or whatever but yeah you know it goes back to the you know the digital kind of the digital era of things i think kids are becoming more aware earlier Um, kind of one of the things maybe you don't see too is you know a lot of our a lot of college guys not only on my team but on our teams in the league, are coaching, these travel teams, 12U, 13U, 14U. I mean, so <clears throat> these guys that I have on my team, they're also coaching on the side. And they have exposure to, you know, these kids, you know, as coaches. So they can kind of let them know and say, hey, you know, I play for Champlin, you know. Yeah. You know, you should, if you're, you know, if you're ever interested, let us know. And there's a lot of those conversations going on you know, from a lot of, uh, a lot of these guys and a lot of different, you know, in a lot of different kind of travel programs as well. You know, it was kind of cool to see, you know, our first round game this year. I know Charlie, Charlie Hutchinson, Ethan Maki were coaching a football team for the blizzard and they, you know, they were coaching in the morning, they came to our game in the afternoon. And then one of their, you know, I think a couple of their kids from their team came out, uh, uh, Hamburg to watch that first round game, you know, where it is blizzard Jersey and everything, and that sort of thing. So, um, but another cool aspect of Tom, but, you know, a lot, there's a lot of kids that will play while they're in high school and they get to play with, you know, they get to play with their coaches, which is, you know, a very unique thing that you don't get in, you know, not too many. There's not too, I don't know if there's anywhere else in the country where that kind of, you know, situation happens. And then, you know, it's not, you know, it's not just sun, You know, it's not Sunday league. Whatever. I mean, this is real competitive baseball, and yeah. you know, it's kind of crazy too. You know, I was. You know that first round, <clears throat> the first round game against Hampton this year. Their starting shortstop was going into his junior year in high school and never played a varsity game in his career. And he looked, he looked, he looked very much the part out there. But yeah. that's because you know he had, you know he had some of his travel coach for that Hampton team, and they got him on board and you know, he definitely, you know, he definitely looked at part out in the field, that sort of thing. And you, you'll see that on, on a variety of different teams, you know, whether it be a, you know, small town class C team that's, you know, has 12 guys and needs the, you know, the freshman third baseman, the, uh, you know, play to fill out a roster and you'll see it on teams like, you know, Hampton. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago, we were playing high school juniors in the, in the state tournament as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, you know, those two aspects kind of, led to a little more awareness in general, but also awareness, um, earlier, um, for, you know, kind of prospective players and players coming up, you know, I think, you know, some of these guys see pretty quick that, you know, this is, this is pretty, you know, it's pretty competitive baseball. And there's some really talented players and, you know, you can, you know, you can get, you can get a lot out of playing it. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, we, we take it pretty serious and, you know, there's some serious players. So. Yeah.
0: you know, also talking about, uh, sort of, uh, the, the coverage of everything, you know, there's a little bit more coverage, uh, the last couple of years, obviously, but, uh, you know, back again, doing research back, you know, checking out some of the old teams and, and things, looking at different players, you know, there used to be like two, three page spreads in the paper, like all the time, you know, like huge coverage in, in certain areas. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously that waned, you know, like we said, 70s, 80s, 90s, it kind of waned away even into the 2000s. And, and you know, it, you've kind of have this web presence now, maybe trying to get more, you know, coverage from different media and different just regular people uh, as well. But, uh, you know, what do you see from that? And would you like to, like, as someone who's involved in the Metro Mini League and Champlain, like, would you like to see, you know, maybe more, More coverage of all the teams around the state, you know, kind of get people more into town baseball, because I I do feel like there there seems to be like a little bit of a of a lax in coverage in in some areas and and maybe in some papers with some of the teams that are around Um, and as someone as myself who enjoys baseball and loves the raw form of the game, I know there's other people that would too. So I almost feel like there could be even more of a fan base if maybe there was more coverage, because a lot of people might not know it exists. So, I mean, just yeah. what are your thoughts on, on that part of it?
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, that boy, that's, that's a great question. Now I have my thoughts on it, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I think, and I think a lot of that, a lot of that kind of weight is, really comes kind of in the metro area um i definitely there's definitely a lot of great programs that have some really good media coverage like within the metro or just Mm -hmm. outside mainly just outside the metro like i said you Mm -hmm. know it's i mentioned before it's like the crow river valley league and um north star league and um those teams i mean they're class c leagues but i mean those are all towns that are 10 15 20 minutes outside the suburbs so you know they're Mm -hmm. right there they had, I mean, those teams have really great coverage. I mean, it's kind of when you get to the kind of inter, the inner, the interrug suburbs that it's, you know, a little more challenging just because, I mean, there's a lot more going on, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, I think it really depends to, um, some of it had kind of has to do with the team, your team makeup as well, that sort of thing. I mean, if you look at our roster, I mean, we're, I mean, we, we play in Brooklyn park and we're, you know, we're, we're Champlin park, but I think we have two or three Champlin park kids on the roster and, you know, we've talked yeah. about kind of is why it is like it is, but you know, if <laughs> one of the things, you know, if we had all Champlin park kids, I think there would be, there might be more of a local following and, you know, that's, I mean, there isn't, it is what it is. Yeah. Um I wouldn't, uh, um, I wouldn't trade, you know, this team for anything. You know, I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, who we are as a team. Um, what I, Would I like to, you know, kind of looking back on it, 2016, that was kind of the plan, you know, kind of to, you know, kind of build it up, um, locally, um, you know, and, and honestly, the one challenge I had, I'm not local, you know, I'm not from here. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I, you know, I moved here at you know, 28, 29 years old. So I don't have a connect. I didn't I don't really have any connections anywhere. Whereas, you know, you look at some of the other teams in our league, Adam Gallatin's forest Lake, born and bred through and through. Jeff, Jeff Lindström for Coon Rapids, you know, he's Coon Rapids through and through. He's coached high school in that program. Um centennial team that started up, I mean, they got a lot of Centennial kids. They're Centennial guys. You know, they had kids grow up through that youth program. Um Anoka's really gone to a, you know, a full you know almost a full you know anoka um anoka you know roster setup that's kind of what they're they're aiming for um it just you know it just didn't work out that way you know and part of it's part of it's me you know i don't have the connections <laughs> and i you know that those guys do and that's that plays a part that plays a part in kind of roster construction and that plays a part in um, kind of local following too. But like I said, I mean, there's a lot of great outstate coverage and a lot of great coverage, you know, very close to the Metro. I know, um, it was, you know, uh, even like the Meesville section. I mean, that's out by Red Wing. I mean, they have KDW I think it's KDWA out of Hastings. If I remember they, you know, they live stream all their games and they have radio presence. Um, you know, Dundas, you know, that section does really good. Dundas has a, a good following. They did. They do some really cool things at their park and some things to create awareness. And I mean, Dundas is the town of baseball. It's one of those towns where, you know, it's a small town just outside Northfield. Everybody goes to the game Everybody knows who the Dukes are, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of things it's, it's just far enough outside the cities to, you know, kind of garner that kind of following. So, you know, I think a lot of the, the, the media coverage, you know, in terms of individual teams. The challenge lies, you know, for those you know, the the metro teams kind of within the loop or just outside the four ninety four six ninety four loop. Yeah, um, I mean, I would, I would, I would love to see it grow even more. Um, that's probably the next challenge for myself. You know, <laughs> is you know if we can't if we can't do that, but like I said, you know, when you don't have local ties, you know, um it's, it makes it a little more challenging. So, but, you know, like I said, like, you know, the crow, I mean, the crow has Kip Kovar, you know, for the crow river review, I think it is. He just, he does an amazing job. Um, I think Rob LaPlante is out in Buffalo. He does amazing job, you know, covering out there, you know, a lot of those guys, um, it's the, it's the media coverage for them. It's, it's great. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to watch from a distance where I someday, maybe hopefully, but mm-hmm. you know, we're uh, we'll, we'll worry about, you know, ourselves and trying to win some ball games and hopefully the coverage will fall, you know, if we keep winning ball games, the coverage will follow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say too, cause you talk about the local ties, you know, for, for, you know, anyone listening, like, you know, if you're a if you're in Minnesota and you're Minnesota twins fans, you know, how many people from Minnesota are on the Minnesota twins, you know, or the same Paul saints, you know, I always look at it as the identity of the team. Like if there's a Champlin team and you're in Champlin, like, you know, you root for Champlin, maybe, you know, <laughs> unless you have ties to another team in another way, but uh, if you're just looking for a team to root yep. for, but uh, you know, or if you're in Forest Lake or, or Centennial or any of those uh, teams as well, Blaine, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know, I um I mean I I do understand that with the local ties, but uh, you know, it you all like you said, you play in, you know, Brooklyn Park and Noble Sports Park as well. So maybe that has a little bit to do too where people wouldn't know where to go or, or whatever. But there is a web presence. So if there are people out there that are interested, you could definitely go to the Logators website and check that out or to the Metro Mini website and check out all the teams. Uh because uh, you know, they well you guys play from what, May all the way until through september if you make the you know if you make the labor day weekend so for the the state uh, the last uh, four at state so i mean it's a it's it's a lot of time to catch your game right <laughs> you know
1: i think i think i'm trying to remember i think we our first game was first weekend or last weekend of april this year
0: yeah wow that, yeah that's
1: that uh, game was uh sunday uh what was it saturday of labor day weekend so yeah yes it, you know it's funny like it, it, it's you say it and it sounds like a long season but it's sure it sure didn't feel that way it, <laughs> it, would,
0: but, it, it goes fast yeah fast. So. yeah i mean you know for you know i also obviously work for the sun post for those that don't know just a local paper in in the metro area in the twin cities and uh you know covering it we're a weekly paper, so it'll be like you know go to a couple of games during the regular season, all of a sudden, like, you know, it's, it's the playoff time and I'm just like, wow, like I've, you know, it's just crazy how much it, it, it passes. And, and, you know, I always sometimes wish they give me more resources to do a little bit more, you know, but, uh, you know, there's hopefully maybe I'll have time to do some independent things in the future as well. So we'll, we'll see about that. Cause I, cause I do enjoy it. And I, 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 I love, I love the town ball atmosphere. Like I said before to everyone, I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, so. You know, I'm a fan of a lot of sports, but just seeing that kind of raw form of the game, is just really cool to, to see. Um, it, you know, it, I also want to talk, you know, obviously you play in uh, Brooklyn Park, Noble Sports Park. There used to be a Brooklyn Park team and they folded and obviously teams fold sometimes. And, and it's just kind of what happens sometimes just based on, you know, where people are. Sometimes people move or, or a veteran team kind of all retires at the same time and there wasn't enough younger guys to kind of take the reins, but you know, there, there is kind of a little bit of a cost of having a team too. like we said, people have lives, jobs, things like that. But you know, there's also like, you got to worry about getting people to games. So there's transportation costs for everybody. And then you have to have the gear and uh, you know, the uniforms and uh, you know, then the field I, I'm guessing you have to like get permission to use fields and do maintenance and all that as well. So, I mean, you know, how, how do you help get those funds? You know, is that, is that kind of donations you kind of put money together um, and, and, and then you had the pandemic and I know you said that people were coming out to games more because looking for something to do, but, you know, I, were there challenges with that too, if you do depend on certain, you know, donations and, and stuff like that.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge every year, you know, to, you know, to do that, you know, we have, um, you know, our players, you know, pay a fee. I wish it wasn't, you know. We should, we wish they didn't have to, but you know, mm-hmm. they play a player fee and then we do fundraising on the side. And then, you know, I do, I do some individual stuff on the side to kind of supplement everything. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't, you know, if, if you're, I don't know if anybody out there will be familiar with Noble sports park, but there's no, uh, we don't charge admission. Um, there's no way we could charge admission if we wanted to uh, just based on the layout of the park, um, mm-hmm. no concessions or anything that um so i mean we play you know our guys pay a player fee um we do um some fundraising in the off season um we usually try to do um i think this past this past year we did you know kind of a super bowl boards sort of uh, fundraiser okay um the past we've done a bowling tournament which is really it's it's a really fun event um we usually do it around kind of early january when college guys are still in town
0: okay
1: just i mean for you know first and foremost it's just a really good way it's a really fun way to get everybody back together again you know before the season starts and you know since you know you know most of us have we haven't seen each other since september you know we haven't been in one place in september so we usually do that early january and you know it's more of a it's more of a social gathering than a tournament but you know it's it's a it's a nice easy way to make a few bucks to kind of supplement things um, we've had sponsors in the past uh champlin athletic who's our you know our equipment supplier they've okay. um they've been pretty gracious with some of their you know funds um discounts that sort of thing um north lake brewing and kilbrew root beer um kind of supported us for a few years. Um, that was, you know, uh, I think five, eight club in Champlin, you know, was in for one year or two. Um, and, you know, that's kind of basically to generate the sponsorships, you know, it's basically me taking my lunch hour and kind of, you know, picking six to eight businesses, knocking on doors and, you know, <laughs> leaving part in a, you know, a, solic- a solicitation letter, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's uh, you know, in terms of sponsorships, you know, that's kind of where that local connection kind of comes in that I don't have that makes it a little more difficult. Um, but in terms of like sponsors, that's kind of the route that we've taken that I've taken the last few years um, and, you know, just various fundraisers and that sort of stuff too. Um, yeah. It's a challenge. It's, it's definitely a challenge. It's not the, you know, it's, it's not, it's probably, you know, I think it's everybody's least favorite part of, you know, being part of a town ball team. You know, that's it. um, You know, I, I, I do my best to kind of take the majority of the brunt, you know, the, you know, the brunt of it. And, you know, I, you know, I just want guys to worry, you know, just want to, I just want to worry about playing ball you know, and, you know, if I need help, I'll usually ask, reach out and ask for help where it's needed. But, um, those are some of the things that we've done, you know, in the past, like I said, we've ran youth baseball tournaments, we've done various raffles, uh, casino bus trips. Um, boy. Yeah. I mean a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not cheap to, uh, uh, run a team, uh, you know, from a financial standpoint, but, you know, we're doing, you know, we're, we're doing okay for, you know, you know, all things considered we're doing okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of a glimpse into the, you know, the fun (laughs) and funding the funding. So, so if anybody out there is listening, you want to sponsor a baseball team, I'll throw your logo on our hat. I mean, I'll put, I'll put your logo wherever you want it. If you want, if you want in. so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is nice to get uh, you know some uh, local businesses and everything to support as well. I'm guessing if you know if the if it keeps kind of growing and and there's uh, more interested in as well, there might be more businesses interested in in sponsoring teams because they they know people are out there looking at you know getting awareness out for their brand or or anything like that as well. So I, I'm guessing that all goes hand in hand as well, you know. All right, so, yeah, yeah uh, obviously you're going to be going on, uh, you know, you watch a dozen seasons now with uh, with with Champlin, uh, you know, do you uh, you've been playing for a while and, and you know, you you, you know, you're still you, you've been playing for a while and, and obviously uh, you just had the success. So I'm guessing, you you know, you're not thinking of stopping anytime soon, but do you ever see yourself, uh, you know, it, 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 like a, a date or, or a year when you might stop or is it just you can see yourself playing for, for a very long time. And, and also does it help to have guys, you got Nick Larson, you know, Ryan Bruns, Ryan Udis, you know, they're nearing what, 20 years, things like that. So, uh, you know, when, when you have different veterans like that too, does that also help, just to keep playing, you know, keep going.
1: Yeah. I mean that um, having those guys has, has been, you know, uh, you know, amazing, you know, it's, they love this team probably, you know, if not as much, if not more than I do and um they've been you know amazing resources and help to you know kind of keep it going you know kind of you know support my ideas and support the team in any way they can so i mean they've been great um i don't know that i i don't know that i envision a date when i'll fully stop playing yeah um i will say breaking news i'm I'm not going to fully retire from playing this year, but I'm probably going to take a step back from playing this year, this coming year, okay. going forward. Um, I kind of have um, something in the works with you know a catcher for next year. Okay. Uh, you know just just from the fact that I'm, you know I was I was pretty I was pretty much injured the whole year. I was just playing through injury and um, it's, it's still undiagnosed. So good job by me to go to a doctor right after the season. Right. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I was playing, I was playing hurt the whole year. You know, I'm 39 or 37 years old and I've basically been, you know, a primary catcher, you know, even my first few years, I was pitching on top of it and you know, the body isn't quite holding up like it used to. Um, I'm definitely going to try to um, kind of get myself in shape the best I can kind of this off season, just to be available when, when called upon or when needed. Um, yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, or, you know, early, right before the state tournament, I, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but I had a little, I had a little scare with my heart, you know, right before the state tournament, I was in the hospital a couple of days before, so, um, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit, to uh, you know, kind of, you know, do some different things to kind of, you know, try to, you know, try to, you know, get myself, you know, in shape not in shape. Cause I, I, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm still in pretty good shape minus the injury I played through, but yeah. you know, there's, there's often time, oftentimes kind of towards the end of careers, um, there's kind of some you know signals that kind of pop up and kind of the of kind of playing hurt um this whole year and um that you know the hospital you know kind of hospital visit before the state tournament um combined with how we did you know in the state tournament you know just with you know you know not that you know I'm you know the best player on the team by any means but you know just seeing how everybody performed you know kind of with my limited role, you know, I think I had two, two pinch hits and, you know, I caught and DH for myself and, you know, the next, you know, I think, you know, I think we have, you know, plenty of talent that, you know, I'm not necessarily needed. And I think, you know, I think there's been some, there's been just kind of looking at it too, you know, kind of for other teams across the state, I know it's happened multiple times where, you know, maybe, um, maybe some maybe the veterans that hang on a little bit too long kind of stunt the growth of the team and i don't i don't necessarily want i don't want to be responsible you know you know for stunting the growth of this team you know by trying to hang on you know to you know one year too long or two years too long from a playing standpoint well i still put myself out there to play yeah probably a little bit but Um, I think I only had like 70 at bats this year. And I mean, it might, I might take half that many next year, you know, and we'll just, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, but, you know, kind of going back to the veterans on the team, you know, I think you got, Je- you know, you got Jeff Boyer and kind of Ryan Bruns are kind yeah, of the Hoyer. two, two like veteran veteran guys that are 30 plus that are still, you know, producing and, you know, still, you know, you know, really leading this team. And, you know, as long as guys, you know, as long as you're still producing, you're always going to, you know, you're always going to have a chance and be in that lineup and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, when I say, and I should backtrack to say when I say veterans hanging on too long, I'm specifically talking about, you know, myself and I don't want to be <laughs> the cause of that. I'm not talking about Bruns or anybody else on this team because those guys are, you know, the heart of this team and they're, you know, they're still producing and still, you know, really, leading this team and, you know, setting, uh, you know, great example for the young guys and showing them, you know, what it means to be, you know, a competitor, you know, so, you know, and other guys have taken over the years and that sort of thing. And, you know, that's, that's another great thing about this team is guys, I think everybody kind of knows their role and knows where they sit and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I just, um, I just want to see this team, you know, Keep growing and keep getting better, and you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, make it to the, you know, the promised land someday. But um, I don't, I don't want to be the reason that we don't do it. So that's kind of, from a playing standpoint, that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, going forward. And you know, I have, I have a couple young kids too. I have seven year old, four year old. So I mean, there will be days where, you know, they'll be doing stuff too that I'll have to, you know, take a day off, take a game off here, you know, go to a basketball camp, go to a softball answer sale that sort of thing it's just the reality of things but um yeah i mean i think you know kind of just overall this team's in a really great spot and um yeah i'm just I'm, i'm excited to see where we're headed you know the next few years
0: yeah obviously you know uh hoping for recovery from all from any kind of ailments and injuries and all that um you know no obviously as we all get older, we, we have to deal with stuff and especially, you know, athletes. And, and the one thing I do, you know, want to add anyone that knows baseball knows this, anyone who maybe isn't as familiar or is just a casual fan right now, but catching the, the catcher positions, the hardest in, in baseball, obviously. I mean, you take a beating behind the plate, you know, you got to block pitches. There's a lot going in, you're crouching the whole time, you know, it, which is difficult enough. and, and, there's just a lot involved and, you know, things can happen. You get hit with a ball, you know, a bat accidentally, you know, it, it, it's a tough position and anyone, obviously you watch the, the, uh, any kind of major league baseball, you, you're just, you kind of get amazed that some, some of these guys, some of the stuff that they, that, that they go through to play 160 games, you know, and it, it's, it's very difficult uh, uh, to, to be a catcher. And, and, you know, when, when you look at, at yourself, uh, you know, being a catcher, battling, battling through any kind of ailments and injuries that you've had over the years, did you, I mean, did you ever think when, when you started out, uh, you know, high school into college that uh, you would still be playing when you were 37 and, uh, you know, you know, having opportunities like you've had. Nope.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, oh, if you would have told me 37 years old that I would still be, you know, playing competitive baseball, I uh, probably wouldn't have believed you. Um, I'm very, I'm very, very lucky to be able to still be playing, you know, competitive baseball at, you know, a, a, you know, pretty high level. You know, really facing off against college guys, you know, day in and day out when you know we're when we're out there. Um, yeah, I mean, in in the back of my head, I always thought if I was back in the state back in Minnesota, um, after grad, you know, after I'd moved to Omaha is at that point I was trying to work, you know, in college athletics. So that really could have taken me anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, I had it in the back of my head, you know, if I was back in Minnesota, I kind of want to try to play again at some in some capacity at some point. Um, but to play, to say, you know, to tell me that I was, I'd be playing at 37. It was, I, I would never have you know, thought I'd be playing that long. So I'm, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of other guys that have been playing longer than me and older than me, but you know, it's, there's not too many, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy to think about. So, but yeah, I never would have thought it. I'm very lucky to actually, you know, be able to do it and be, you know, competitive doing it too. Not just, you know, a body out there. Yeah. So.
0: I, that obviously is one of the other things about Tom ball too, is because you'll you'll have uh 20-year-olds on a team, a couple 40-year-olds sometimes, 30-year-olds. I, I love the age mix as well, uh, with the competitiveness because you um, uh, you know, and it's also funny too. There's uh, you know, I, I've seen, you know, so there'll be, you know, kids coming out of college coming to, you know, play amateur baseball and maybe uh, they're thinking they're going to just light everybody up, but then they're struck out by like a 35, 40 year old, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, there's obviously a huge competitiveness and you still got to be used to the league and, and used to getting at bats and used to seeing the pitchers as well. So yeah. I, I, I just love that kind of, that, that kind of, I mean, it's just, a, there's a wide range of, uh, of different types of, uh, of ages and, and people in the, in the game. And that's, that's pretty cool to see for sure. Funny, Nick
1: Larson nick larson on our team the guy that started our team. he's actually older than a couple of the guys a couple of the younger guys' dads uh, he's old <laughs> Their dads that are on the team so that's a <laughs> age range of you know any you know any given town ball team
0: so yeah.
1: it's we're not the only team like that either so
0: yeah so you know uh a couple last things here before we finish up but one you know uh, i'm guessing uh, this past season's one of them, but, uh, you know, what, what are your uh, favorite memories uh, playing, playing with Champlin, managing with Champlin, um, you know, just uh, what are the things that you think are just going to stick with, uh, stick with you, you know, through uh, f- for years to come, you know,
1: I mean, the, the, the state tournament this year, every game was just so, so hard fought and so close. And so, you know, so competitive, you know, those, I mean, I'm still so, I'm still going back now. And watching, watching, watching the games, you know that, you know on stream on the streaming package that I had, yeah. you know, and I'll probably I'll probably still do that as long as they're available. But I mean, this year was super memorable. Um, boy, there's a lot of off the field stuff I can't really talk about. <laughs> yeah, i been. That's the great part about town ball too is a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of the memories, you know, a lot of the memories off the field are, you know, what keeps. A lot of us coming back um we've been to several nimrod tournaments like i mentioned earlier in the, in, mm-hmm. in the podcast that's i mean there's always there's several memories that i can't talk about from that but <laughs> we always talk you know that tournament um i would say you know from a game oh boy from a game standpoint you know the two um the, you know the 2000. I got think back now. I think 2018 and 19, or is it 18, 19, or 17, 18? The two Monticello series we had to get to the state tournament were both three-game series, hotly contested. A lot of weird things going on in both those series. Um, uh, those were very memorable. Um, I guess our coming out party in 2000. You know, 2013 at the super sections, making it there Um, in the section tournament. Zach Hecker, who's he basically pitches, just pitches for us now, hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning in the state qualifying game against uh, Elk River. Uh, Literally a tomahawk chop at his neck. (laughs) Uh, Softball player. So that's kind of why it worked out. But full count, you know, bomb the eighth, tie game, and he hits a two-run homer, you know, to – you know bring us to you know our essentially our first super section um 2013 uh 2014 um we won the moorhead brewers tournament with that featured a lot of good teams and including you know that moorhead brewers team you know that kind of you know that was kind of the beginning of kind of putting us on the map before you know the youth infusion um yeah Boy, yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great on the field memories and it's, boy, I could, it's tough to pick out a few, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy endings, a lot of uh, heated contests with ejections. And (laughs) (laughs) here's one memory, which is, (laughs) which is crazy. My very first game, my very first game in 2012 uh, we were playing at Jerry Rapelius and Champlin. That was where our home field at the time, 2012 okay. and 13. That was kind of our main uh, 2012 first, very first game I'm playing. Um, I think we're down one in the ninth and there's a pop-up down the first baseline game's going to hit by Nick Larson game's going to be over. Um, he basically trucks over the first baseman. <laughs> the pop-up both benches clear. Um, Guys are, you know, it's the old baseball fight. Guys are holding each other back, hugging each other. You know, yeah. you know, we took it kind of into the fence, the first baseline fence. But um the very first game I was a part of, we almost got in a a massive, a massive brawl. So that's uh that's a, that's a, that's a, that's one that will stick out with me. I'll you know, I'll never forget, you know, the kid, uh the kid that uh tried to, you know, um he basically tried to confront Nick after that and if you know Nick, Nick's about six five, three twenty, and this kid was about six one. And the kid came after Nick and Nick grabbed him. And the look in that kid's eye, um, I don't think I've ever seen so much fear on a baseball field as I did in that kid's eye, because I was standing right there when it happened. <laughs> yeah. But at that point, I'm like, well, what did I get myself into? But I tell you what, it's uh, uh I'm glad I got into it because it's been, you know, an amazing, you know, eleven years. So wouldn't trade for anything.
0: For sure. All right. So, you know, finishing up here, uh, I do want to give you a chance to tell everyone what they're missing out uh, by not supporting their local baseball teams. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, obviously, I'm guessing now with the, with the baseball playoffs going on, um, you know, maybe casual fans, they watch, uh, maybe they're into that, but maybe there's other people that watch Major League Baseball or Minor Leagues or St. Saint Paul Saints, things like that in our area um, or anywhere else you watch your Minor League teams or your Major League team, whatever that is. But uh, you know, maybe they don't know anything about town ball. So, so you know, what would you tell someone who um, likes baseball, loves baseball, but uh, maybe doesn't know that there's this other kind of localized game that could be going on right in their backyard, essentially?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just encourage everybody to you know kind of keep an eye on you know our league website, metromini dot com. Um, our website's lowgatorbaseball yeah, I mean, I would just, you know, I would keep an eye, you know, on our websites. Um, basically, a lot of our rosters are um, kind of filled with Division two, II, Division three, you know, junior college, basically college college players of all levels. Um, you'll see a, an occasional, you know, professional, ex-professional player uh, just down the road, 40 minutes away, Loretto, Minnesota. Corey Koski's playing town ball. He just played first year playing town ball for the Loretto Larks. You know, his sons are on that Um, But it's, it's very competitive baseball. You know, it's just guys that love to play the game are very passionate and competitive. Um, Yeah. We, you know, when we play our home games at Noble sports park, they're kind of in the midst of a a renovation there. So I think there's going to be some upgrades in the next, you know, two to three years to that park to make it a little more fun to watch a baseball game at. Um, But yeah, you know, like I said, you know, from end of April to, you know, beginning of August, hopefully to end of September. You know, there's probably going to be games on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Sunday over at Noble Sports Park. So, I just encourage everybody to come out. Free admission. Bring your uh, BYOB. Bring your own beverage and food. You know, we have a nice. Uh, if you want to go that route, there's a little hill in center field and right field, right off the overpass over 610. But uh, if you want to sit there, but like I said, it's it's an open. You know, it's an open park. Come out, watch some ball. And uh, you know, if you want to come say hi after the game, you might get a beer from me after the game too.
0: So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. It's it's been awesome uh, to to talk to you, and uh, you know, maybe we could do this again. Maybe before next season, you know, talk about uh, you know upcoming season and uh, you know just the the league in general and all that. And getting excited for 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 that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, um, I'm sure that that might give even more people into it you know i know i'd be interested in that kind of stuff so you know yeah
1: it's, it was it was really good talking talking some baseball again um it's it's nice to have a week or two buffer at the end of the year but you know i yeah. i miss it pretty quick this <laughs> was uh, last just talking ball again talking to you again and yeah i mean i'm i'm down anytime you want to you want to talk a little tom ball a little baseball i'm i'm uh i'm i'm always i'm always up for it so i appreciate you having me and uh kind of let me ramble on about, you know, my career in uh in baseball and and town ball.
0: So Yeah, for sure. All right, so thanks to everyone who's been listening and supporting the Sun Dried Tomatoes podcast and YouTube channel. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed and downloaded the podcast and to those who have subscribed to my YouTube channel. This wouldn't to be possible with all of your support and I really do appreciate it. And thanks again to Matt Merrick for joining me this month. Until next month, salu